Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, our sizzling summer deals start early with a free Weber barbecue when you buy four selected Bridgestone jeweler or a Lenser tyres. Buy three and get the fourth tyre free on Bridgestone, Goodyear, Yokohama and Dunlop. And up to $100 instant cashback on top tyre brands like Michelin, Goodyear, Zenon and Motorsport X. All with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. T's and C's apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, revealed Scotty Max sports car plan. The world is coming. Australia's key role in TCR World Tour. Tony Delberto on his last gasp title win and the supercars lost boy, Nathan Hearn on his future. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Supercars turned IndyCar star Scott McLaughlin is set to add American sports car endurance racing to his repertoire. McLaughlin has revealed that he's close to securing a drive in the Daytona 24 hours at the end of January, and he's told Parked Up Plus that he's also looking to contest the Sebring 12 hours and Petit Le Mans. His IndyCar team is aligned with Penske's new Porsche sports car program, but he won't be jumping straight in there. McLaughlin confirmed his plan to augment his third season in IndyCar with co-drives in American long-distance classics exclusively to Parked Up Plus, explaining that he's keen to broaden his racing experience. Yeah, look, I've, I've, I've said to them, you know, I'm really interested in doing other racing and, and um, you know, I've always wanted to do Daytona 24-hour, which I'm working really heavily on right now, um, to be a part of and, and Petit Le Mans and, and Sebring. Um, you know, they're three big events in the US that, you know, is on the bucket list of most drivers in the world. So, uh, you know, I'm working really hard to be a part of that. And not only that, you know, I've, I haven't been told anything by by the team, you know, about joining their program or whatnot, but it's more, I feel like it look, just looks good on my CV to learn that type of racing. And and that's probably why I'm trying to now solidify myself a little bit with, you know, the IndyCar and, and understand it a little bit more. You know, I really want to try that just a couple of different races and and um yeah and and that's why i'm working really hard and you know i'm sort of 80 85 sure that um you know i'm going to be on the grid at daytona it's just a matter of trying to make sure you know, i'm sorting out a few things at the moment but um yeah working really hard on that and hopefully we can announce something here in the next little bit it's been an eventful past week for the triple supercars champion back home after two years away it was announced that McLaughlin is partnering in a Speedway Sprint Car team to run Aussie World of Outlaws superstar James McFadden in the 50th anniversary Grand Annual Classic at Warrnambool's Premier Speedway. It's also at the end of January, clashing with the Daytona 24 hours, so don't expect Scotty to be there. McLaughlin has also been named as a fan ambassador at next month's returning Adelaide 500, as we predicted last week. In addition to his guest TV commentary role, 
it means he'll be pretty busy for someone who's out here supposedly on holiday. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, obviously, I, I'm I'm on the TV broadcast, um, and I'm looking forward to that. And then, um, at the same time, I'm also um, a fan ambassador for the for the 500. Um, so excited to, you know, I'm sort of doing some stuff at the end of each day, like talking, you know, giving my thoughts on you know the events proceedings, and obviously, I'm going to have a bit of an inner sanctum look um, and a neutral perspective look at at the whole thing um and i'm gonna try and relay that to some of the fans on social media and whatnot bit of content and then um some signing sessions some corporate visits so i sort of always asterisk you know adelaide 500 is i wanted to go but if i was going to go i'd love to go in like a working capacity if i could somehow do that and um and yeah that that's what i'm doing so uh head down i think i'm going there on the wednesday and basically straight into a TV role. I'm doing some color stories. I'm interviewing people, uh, you know, and then hopefully uh, I'll be on, you know, doing a half decent job in the broadcast, which I'm excited about. Uh, the interviews. Well, there, there could be some square ups there. <laughs> don't worry. I, I don't know who I'm interviewing just yet, but uh, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe choosing some questions on certain people for sure. <laughs> we look forward to that. And, and it sounds like the fans are going to have plenty of access to you as well. Yep, yep. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, release like a little uh, merch range, like a very limited merch range for that weekend. And then I'm also going to do like some uh, two signing sessions across the weekend. Um, and yeah, and I'm just be, I'll just be roaming around as well. So I'll make sure I have a pen in my pocket because I know a lot of people are saying that they've got model cars they want me to sign and bits and pieces. And obviously, I haven't been back for a couple of years. So, um, you know, the people have got you know a couple of die casts they want me signed and, and posters and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be ready to go for all that. As the most recent winner at the Adelaide Parkland Street Circuit, McLaughlin knows what it takes to win the tough twin race 500. He ranks fellow New Zealander and newly crowned supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen as clear favourite. But Scotty also says that his former arch rival can be beaten, but only if the other front runners race him more aggressively. Yeah, look, I think Shane's been, like, he's very, very good, obviously, and, and he's... I've said it a number of times. He's like even seeing it firsthand. He's just in a league of his own, right, league of his own right now. And um, but in saying that, yeah, I think you know the DJR guys and and Tickford and whatnot have, have been pretty strong. And it will be interesting what the mentality is like in terms of how hard everyone's going to race now that the championship's really done and dusted. So um, yeah, I, I think you you. I honestly would firmly believe that there's going to be. Uh, a fair bit of goes going on, a couple of little bombs here and there. And, you know, at the end of the day, the last round of the championship's always been a little bit crazy because everyone knows that they've got time to fix their cars. They, they don't want to fix them, but they're a bit more brave and, and a little bit more loose. So it will be interesting how it goes. I think Shane's going to be very fast. He's always been fast there, very hard to beat Adelaide, especially now when he's just at the peak of his powers. But I, I certainly believe someone like, you know, a Chaz, Cam or, you know, Will or Anton, you know, that they can definitely take it to them. It's just, they've got to, they've got to just be aggressive though, folks. Like, you know, and just when he's come back through, like block, block him. Like Will did a little bit at the start of Gold Coast and, and he held him off for a few laps and then eventually sort of, he just got through in the end. But, you know, I think that, 
as soon as you try and get Shane on the back foot, that's when, you know, I think that's when you'll see, you know, the form change because I think that's what they need to do. You'll hear the full interview with Scott McLaughlin on Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday. Speaking of Rowley, he was our man on the ground at the Super Cheap Auto Bathurst International. The big news of the action-packed weekend was that next year's November event will be a feature of the new TCR World Tour. Mount Panorama will host the last of nine rounds all over the world to decide the global field for the TCR World Cup somewhere overseas late in 2023. Bathurst will be twinned with a preceding Aussie round. Given the timing, Phillip Island would have to be a leading contender, a classic track of world renown. But as TCR world boss Marcello Lotti told Grant Rowley, there are actually four candidates. Ah, very difficult. Too early to say because uh, really, there is a little bit more. At the moment, there is four probably place that where we and now we. And when I say we is not WSC, is uh, we is uh, we WSC and the promoter. We have to choose one. So is uh, okay. I will can tell you this if you form me in two weeks time. <laughs> Lottie was at the Bathurst International and now understands why Mount Panorama is so revered. <laughs> I have to say, this uh, was uh, clearly. Everybody knows uh, it's one of the most iconic tracks in the world, especially also for the past 25 years ago with touring car also. And uh, I have to say, I was impressive. Impressive because um, I never expect also these huge uh, infrastructures, very, very good. And especially the track, the layout with the uh, up and down is uh, you cannot see on TV. So you have to come and see by car, like I make a crazy lap with a safety car. Oh, unbelievable, fantastic. I, I think uh, is uh, all a driver dream to come here and I hope to make happen with a TCR World Tour next year. We, we can confirm that. So we give opportunity to international uh, driver and professional driver to have opportunity to race in this fantastic track. Marcello Lotti also confirmed that TCR Australia would join the category switch to hybrid petrol electric powertrains in 2024. Yes, uh, like we discussed also with uh, TCR Australia promoter, from 2024 is only we, we postpone only one year. The system is ready, it's worked very well, all the manufacturers receive their kit. And uh, for this reason, uh, we will be open to distribute the kit for the 20, starting from 2024 for all the promoter requested. And, uh, and this will be. And confirmed for Australia. Australia uh, will adopt it in 2024. 100%. Uh, how does the system work? Very good. We, we did. <laughs> no, the, the system work um, is an additional power for the car coming from this electric engine uh, and clearly two reasons one clearly because we have to be conscious of this uh, new environment request that we have to and the second because um, we gave this uh, extra power like a booster and the driver can manage 
and clearly all the race become more exciting and probably lighter because we don't we want to use this system to compensate the compensation weight not put kilo but you give more second using or less second using the system during the race so this is a like like work Lottie also indicated that Australia was at the top of the list for customer racing support of the Toyota Corolla TCR due for international homologation next June. Toyota is um, at the moment is uh, finalize the homologation of the car. They make just uh, two races like a test with the temporal homologation in South America uh, with very nice uh, sporting performance. Uh, car has good durability, no, no any, nothing happens, so the car finishes the event very well. And uh, speaking with Toyota, they will be ready to develop to the worldwide customer from June next season. And uh, from what I know, uh, Canada and Australia are the priority country where they want to. Despite a low-key start, the organisers of the Bathurst International are convinced the format will grow. Event director Ken Collier rated the weekend as a strong start. Better than what I actually expected, to be quite honest. The reaction from the spectators has been very good. The teams are really enjoying being here at Bathurst, as they always do. And the weather's thrown up some challenges as usual, so here we go. Hey, we even had a turtle out there for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I put a safety car out yesterday for a kangaroo. I didn't expect to get a turtle. The Bathurst International, it launched in 2019 and it was a long journey to get here uh, and it's certainly a little bit different, the, the way that this weekend's gone is different to what was I guess originally planned in 2019, but life was different in 2019. Uh, can 2023 and beyond, is this the, a, a great platform to launch into what this event really can be? I think so, Grant. I, I mean, in 2019, we did expect a lot, a lot more international teams here from TCR, GT, for example. We didn't get that. As you said, the world changed. But 2023, things are looking get like we're back to normal. The announcement recently of the big, you know, but being part of that world TCR tour is just amazing for this event, to be quite honest. And I still think, you know, the GT teams will come out, uh, international teams will come out as even just a preparation for the 12-hour um, activity. Uh, but yeah, I'm really thinking that ne next year is going to be so much different. Collier also expects S5000 to be back on the 2023 undercard. In a demonstration, James Golding set a new official record of 1 minute 59.2 seconds for the 6.23-kilometre lap. More after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast, it's all in the name. It's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend, there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, uh, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. At the Bathurst International, Gun Supercars co-driver Tony Delberto finally won the TCR Australia Championship. It was a close-run thing, 
but Delberto held on to beat inaugural TCR champion Will Brown by just two points in a dramatic and disrupted title shootout at Mount Panorama. Adding to his 2007 second division supercars crown, friend of the show Delberto admitted he was relieved to triumph after such an up-and-down season in his factory-supported Honda Civic Type R. I'm absolutely speechless. Uh, it's been a big journey to get here and I'm absolutely thrilled for the team, Wall Racing, Honda Australia, all my supporters to wrap up this championship. And uh, to do it like that, it was absolutely nerve-wracking right there at the end. I was giving it everything I had. We obviously didn't have enough car speed, but to win like that, um, I don't know if it makes it more special, but um, we gave it everything and we, you know, I was really thrilled to, to get the win. Delberto broke through for his first race wins in TCR this year but consistency was the key to his title, scoring valuable points at every round. Fresh Femi's strong performance in America, finishing fourth in a full-on Trans Am field, Nathan Hearn dominated at the Bathurst International in the Trans Am races. Hearn was unbeaten, begging the question of why, on top of his S5000 Tasman Series supremacy, He's not in supercars. Well, turns out that he's still bitter about being rejected for a Bathurst 1000 wildcard start back in 2019. Uh, for, for now, it's Trans Am and, and S5000 again. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I do see a future with Trans Am and S5000, and, and you know, as, as much as you know, we've, we've won everything we can in, in the category, it's, it's, um, it's been very kind to me and um, yeah, I'd be mad to leave what I've got with, with Barry and Gary and, and GRM and Valvoline. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, with the supercar stuff, it's, it's very hard. Um, I can't really, I, I don't even know where I sit with all that. So it's, it's, it's hard to try and line up something in Australia when you, when you get told one thing and then and another thing happens. So yeah, look up. You're talking about licensing there? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. It's a strange old world in Australia, and going to the states made me realise how different it was. Um, and yeah, over there, they just a lot of people couldn't wrap their heads around why I wasn't in the top leagues of Australia, and, and, and a lot of them sort of wrote me off before I went over there and, and thought I was just going to be running P20 because um, yeah, they just thought, oh well, if he's not about supercars, then he's obviously not that good. And, and yeah, so going over there, they, they were all shocked to, to hear about my, my my pathway, I guess, and. and and yeah, I think for me, look, I mean, I'm, we're working hard at it. And for Barry and Gary, they've, they've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into making it all work. And we're, we're trying a few things, but hopefully it all works out. But, um, you know, I'll never say never. And, and I'm going to keep chasing that Australian, Australian goal because, you know, I mean, I moved to Melbourne and, and um, you know, missed a, a lot, lot of family time and, and the last 12 months with Pop. Um, so to go to America and, and leave the family even more, you know, go to the other side of the world would be a big, big ask. But, um, yeah. We'll just wait and see what happens and, and yeah, never say never. I think I'm in, in a pretty good spot where at least I think a lot of people know that, you know, I, I, you know if, if, if it wasn't for external factors, I would be in the top league. So I guess that's that's good. I'll take that, take that with a bit of pride. But, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just wait and see what happens. Hearn admitted that his American Trans Am experience opened his eyes to racing and life on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. 
you know, we went there with low expectations and um, and came out with it with a bit of motivation. So no, it was good. And and the racing over there is completely different to Australia. You know, I think in, in Australia we do definitely get lost with all the the glamour side of it and then the racing sort of bit of a side thing um, for for a lot of people. Um, but over there, you know, it was good because it felt like I was back at you know Lismore Speedway and, and everyone was there just to race and and that's what put on the best show. You know, and and when everyone's there to finish first, you know, they're not there just to finish. Um, it was good and, and, and it was definitely a different experience. You know, I felt like I was racing against 20 other Nathan Hearns and, and yeah, I, re I really enjoyed my time over there and, and I probably learnt more in that, that one weekend over there than, than what I have for, for a long time. So Nathan Hearn is set to win the S5000 Tasman Series title at the Adelaide 500 early next month. More after this important message. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at Race Fuels. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the run to the chequered flag. Well, certainly plenty going on over the weekend, as well as an action-packed program at the Bathurst International. There was the Formula One Brazilian Grand Prix and a whole lot more. With his roundup, here's Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Timo. The inaugural Bathurst International has been run and won, finally, with Tony Dalberto securing his maiden TCR Australia title in a cliffhanger. Hyundai's Bailey Sweeney won the first race on Saturday before Sunday's first race was called with heavy rain and fog blanketing the mountain. This set up a seemingly impossible task for Will Brown or Jordan Cox to rein in Dalberto's 49-point advantage, with Dalberto only needing a 12th-place finish to secure the crown if Brown or Cox won the race. From the outset of the season finale, Brown was on a mission and diced at the front, eventually taking the win and giving himself every chance to snatch the title at the final flag. Cox was caught out with mechanical drama, so he was out of the title hunt. But at one stage, Brown had the advantage over Delberto, with his Honda struggling for pace in the tight field. However, some retirements and incidents put Delberto back in the game, crossing the line 11th and later promoted to 10th after a post-race penalty for Luke King to capture the TCR crown. Brown finished the series in second place ahead of Josh Bucken, Cox and Sweeney. In the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia powered by AWS, a frightening incident in qualifying for Prince Abu Ibrahim captured global attention after he ran wide at McPhillamy Park, completing a barrel roll and nosedive in the sand trap. In his 888-prepared Mercedes AMG that was to be co-driven by Jamie Winkup, the Prince emerged unscathed but was ruled out for the three-hour race that was eventually won by their teammates, Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim and Brock Feeney. In Trans Ams, Nathan Hearn won all three races, including the 100k finale, capping off a huge season for Hearn in the American muscle car class. Another category that saw a clean sweep was Touring Car Masters, Stephen Johnson won all three races in his Ford Mustang, with the final round of the series to be decided on the streets of Adelaide in three weeks' time. In Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge, 
Ryan Wood captured two wins to Tom Sargent's one, setting up a final round fight at Phillip Island next week. Also at Bathurst, prototype saw Super 3 standout Kai Allen and Ricky Capo take wins, while in the Australian production cars, four different winners took the spoils, but not enough for anyone to get on top of Aaron, Drew and Wayne Russell's BMW that claimed the crown. In Formula 1, George Russell broke through for his maiden Grand Prix victory, taking out the Sao Paulo Grand Prix at Interlagos. Russell led home his Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton with the Ferrari of Carlos Sainz finishing third. Surprise pole sitter Kevin Magnussen failed to finish after contact with Australian Daniel Ricciardo, who also did not complete the race. Ricciardo has been handed a three-grid place penalty for his final race with McLaren at the last event of the season at Abu Dhabi. In the final round of the World Rally Championship, Thierry Nuval took his Hyundai to his second win of the season at Rally Japan. His teammates Ot Tanak and local star Takamoda Katsuta rounded out the podium. And Australian Carrera Cup champion Harry Jones impressed in his international Porsche debut in Bahrain as part of the Porsche Sprint Challenge Middle East over the weekend. Jones qualified second, slipped back to seventh in race one before mounting a comeback to take second place in the final race. That's the news from home and abroad. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to Bob Jane Team. Finally, it took a while, but Supercars has responded to our call to upgrade track safety and spectator facilities at Mount Panorama. In the wake of last month's sodden Bathurst 1000, we asked if it wasn't time to improve our greatest track and biggest race. Motorsport Australia Chief Eugene Oroca immediately supported a big review, while the Bathurst Regional Council, which owns the Mount Panorama track, was, well, they were unequivocal. Supercar's response is even more uncommittal. However, it did admit that making lead drivers start the Bathurst 1000 would be discussed by the Supercar's Commission. Well... Some small progress there, I guess. Okay, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, and that's when you'll hear more from Scott McLaughlin and his future in IndyCars and also sports cars. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 